Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now I'm here in Brunswick Street in Dublin with Gerald and Brian Horn, a father and son duo from Dublin who are keeping a, u- a unique art alive glove making. Brian Horn is one of the last master glove cutters in Ireland, and his son Gerard is equally passionate about carrying on the family legacy. Their family owned company, George Horn Limited, has been crafting handmade gloves for generations. And I'm here in this wonderful warehouse on the north side of Dublin City to meet the two gentlemen. And firstly, to you, Brian, this is an amazing business to see people actually hand making and using specialist machinery here, right in the north inner city. It's just a sight to behold. I'm very grateful that you've given us the opportunity to uh, show us what we do and how we do it. And it, it is a great thanks to all the years that the staff I had worked with over the years in Ashtown and Prussia Street uh, continued with working with us over those many, many years. Wonderful people. The end product is a glove, and a glove which is a piece of fashion, a piece of art. Well, there are times now, I'm in the late 70s, so there are times when I make gloves and I look at them and I say to the customer, I actually not certainly want to sell this. This turned out far better than I anticipated. (laughs) Talk to me a little bit about the process, about and how we get to the end product. All uh, leathers have... uh, we buy uh, for glove making come from hair sheep which is not wool sheep it's from the centralist part of Africa or from Saudi Arabia the reason is that the the grasslands are very sparse and the animal hide is very very tough and it can be taken down to a very low substance so you get 0.5 in fact in golf gloves it's 0.45 up to 0.7 which is a man's weight and then you have uh, men's goatskins, uh, which are a heavier weight, which tend to be used in kind of military gloves. And then we use, we make a very, very special glove called uh, hogskin, which is comes from South America. There's a limited amount of product uh, in terms of raw material, uh, and it's fairly badly marked, but it's a very very lush, expensive glove. And I've made that for people in Gestad in Switzerland. I produce gloves for Christian Dior. It is just anybody who is in that kind of financial bracket, money doesn't count. Okay. And it, it's kind of interesting as well if we looked at the trends in fashion and, you know, gloves, probably we would have, would have been more fashionable if we go back a couple of decades. We only need to think of things like Holy Communions, where everybody wore gloves. So I suppose in one sense, this business can be a victim of fashion. Well, I can remember in Ashton, we made a thousand dozen Holy Communion gloves with a pearl on the back. (laughs) But now people are going to have to use transport such as rail and buses. So they're back now as they are in, in the Netherlands where they use bicycles. I get on a train and go home and I the train is packed. People are going to find when the weather conditions change and they get cold, they have to wear gloves. And then you get the people on Wall Street who love to walk down uh, Fifth Avenue with a pair of cashmere lined gloves with the with the label hanging out and their hogskin on it. There's still a market there. Okay. It's not going to be back to 100 odd people. 
but not for us anyway. So is the direction of this business gone then to sort of, I'll make you a wonderful pair of gloves that'll be handmade with the best leather, but they're going to cost you 100 euro. No problem, says I. That's the reality. But the other part of it is we can do something that's very unique to our situation. Uh, We are working on a future project whereby we can deal with people with mutilated hands. And they cannot buy, that's bespoke. Uh, Years ago, I did a bit of work with a very good friend of mine who had uh, one hand that was artificial and I made him gloves. But what I didn't know was that he belonged to the one hand of golf society and a chain of people from here to O'Connell Street wanting me to make a particular type of glove for them, um, which at the moment we couldn't do that. But we've seen modern equipment, uh, which we intend to introduce, and this could have a worldwide effect. Okay. Let's talk to Jared now. Um, uh, again, third generation. Uh, Jared, uh, it's good to see a father and son operation here. I know you get on great. There's probably the odd crossword. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> tell us about what you do and what your dad does in the business. Okay, well, I, I mean, I suppose we, we all have a different part in the process from, from Brian to me to the, the two ladies who work with us here. So um, this is in terms of the glove making. So yeah. Brian will do the initial cutting which is the the kind of the skilled part of the operation so he'll stretch the leather um we'll show you that in a few minutes he'll then cut it stretch it again cut it again and all the time he's working to his patterns then when it comes to me i generally work down on that machine down there so i'll I'll do the final kind of punching out of the leather that brian cuts okay um and that'll give you the, the kind of shape and then we'll pass it along to the the ladies and either um, Larissa will sew it on that peaky machine over there which gives you a beautiful flat stitch or Hannah will hand sew it and then we'll iron them out at the finish I get to do all the fun parts as well so I get to do all the bookkeeping and the yeah. <laughs> paying the suppliers yeah. and all that good all stuff that, all, that kind of, all that kind of stuff that, uh, that, that, that the, the older members uh, here pretend that they don't so what you're saying there is that there's really five processes there may be more but in yeah. crudely yeah, there's five processes five, and, and each person yeah. does one and what sort of what sort of production can you hit uh, like it seems to be very uh, specialist very bespoke uh, like, could you get a few hundred pairs of gloves out here in a week? No, no. I think we we'd be talking maybe about a hundred pairs in a month. Right. So, so it's not a it's not a very it's not a very quick process yeah, 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 for yeah. for us. And I mean, I think you were talking to Brian earlier about the you know very very definitely our our market is at the the higher end in terms of price because that's yeah. that's the cost that it takes to make. I mean, look. We could use different machines. We could get a, a, a poorer finish. We could make something that isn't... That's not quality, what it's about. But that's not what it's about no, at all. No, um, I totally get that. And, and yeah, so yeah. I mean, that, that's where we are because we'd be, we'd be flogging a dead horse doing that. You've, you've laid out a lovely piece of really soft, shiny leather, black leather here. And then you've got like a template, which looks like sort of 10 fingers, if that, if that would be uh, the, the correct articulation of it. And you're going to effectively cut out a hand shape. I'm not trying to guess what you're going to do, but... The leather is stretched out across the skin. Yeah. So we can't have gloves that are going to be where the fingers are going to go from here to O'Connell Street. And you're hand stretching that rather than putting it on a machine. So it's quite physical. And I'm going to pull that trank down, as I call it, haven't stretched it out. And you can see the pattern goes on top of that. Yeah, and the pattern is a template that you've made out of cardboard, effectively. That's what you use. 
finish this off, I need to pull that down. It's like a household knife, but it takes the final stretch out of the out of the trunk here. And in doing that, I have I've succeeded in making certain that that's going to fit the person who it's intended. Okay. Well, that's amazing. Now, Brian has uh, given us, I suppose, the raw material. We've got two wonderfully, I suppose, prepared pieces of leather, and we're now going to make the gloves, and Jared is actually going to allow me to do this process. So, Jared, you better explain what I'm going to be doing here, but in, and we better not muck up what Brian has given us. <laughs> no, he'll kill us. Um, okay, so, Bobby, these are what we call a trank, so that's the main part of the glove here, and you're going to use this press machine it's called a clicker press and you're going to cut out the gloves here now you'll see the way Brian has cut these out he's cut these two little diagonal things across yeah. here and that's to tell us where the back of the glove is okay? okay so when he was doing the stretching he's particularly stretched out the back so there's there's less stretch in that and more give in the okay. in the uh, palm of the hand and that's going to help you do it now we're going to turn this machine on right stand by folks you're going to pull this across yeah okay I've yeah. pulled it across, yeah. You're going to press the two buttons. buttons. Am I lined up there, okay? You're all good, you're okay. all good, yeah. All Perfect. Right. And I'd like to see that this machine is called the pig. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> Somebody with a sense of humour <laughs> in the past. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to turn that off. Uh, I've actually cut out the shapes of the, of the gloves that, from the leather. There's a hole actually so, so in the, the centre of it, but that's where your that's thumb where the thumb is. Go, that's where the thumb is going to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, folks, uh, you've heard it here. I'm in Brunswick Street. The company is George Horn and Company, and uh, they're glove makers. Uh, they sell online, which I think is great. So you can buy gloves online there, handmade, hand prepared, hand stitched. If we saw more of this in Ireland, I have to say, it really, really is wonderful to see people actually making things here so are my gloves up to standard would you hire me oh i hope so yeah <laughs> can i just finish off i repaired a pair of gloves which an englishman sent home to uh, sent over to us which his father got back in the late 60s um and i, I knew uh, when i saw them that we'd made them uh, and they were in atrocious condition i don't know whether the dog got at them or not but I, he kept ringing us and I kept telling him when I'd finished all the orders, I'd have a go at what he'd sent us back. And we sent the gloves back. We repaired them here. Larissa and myself, we repaired them here and we sent them back. And they were looked absolutely fabulous when I'd finished. And I really didn't want to send them back because I knew we couldn't make them again. And when he got them, the tears were running down his eyes and he rang me and he just he just couldn't thank us. And how old were those gloves, that pair of gloves, approximately? Approximately made in the, the late 1960s. The ladies out there would know they were a crochet sidewall hand-sewn glove called Ferrari. I once sent them to Russia on a exhibition and the Russians wanted 50,000 pairs for their shops. That was, that was the end of that. All right, it almost happened. Close but no cigar. Brian and Jared Horn, thank you very much and, and every success with the future of this great business. Thank you very much. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.